I'm excited to serve the Lord. Amen. We live in a society that's becoming more and more hostile to those who truly want to serve the Lord with, with passion. I, uh, people that I know, I've known for years, uh, people that I, I'm related to, uh, they, they've lost sight of what it truly means, I believe, to be a Christian. And I think it, it's ever increasingly important for us as Christians to stand on the Word of God, to believe it. To, this morning, just uh, in a few minutes, uh, Lisa had, a, had somebody on TV, and, and one of the things he, he was talking about a scripture, and he says, that means we're convinced. And I talked about this a few weeks ago, I think. Being convinced of the Word, being convinced that it's God's Word, being convinced that it's authoritative and it's still alive and it's still valuable and it still should be what we live by. And um, contrary to what society would try to tell us, this book that's over 2,000 years ago has as much power today as it did when it was written. Amen? So let's get them out. Let's get them ready. This is God's Word for me today. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 to start with. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about fellowship. Now, if you're my age... Wow, he's wall to wall this morning. If you're my age and you grew up in church... When the word fellowship is mentioned, you think of fried chicken and potatoes, rolls, and all the desserts you could ever want, right? <laughs> okay, it's time to dismiss and go get some lunch. No, I shouldn't have started with that, should I? That was a bad way to start. And, and you know what? That was great, and I loved I, I love fellows I love fellowships in that in that way. Uh, we see throughout the scripture they loved fellowship in that way as well, uh, because we all like to sit around and eat. Um, but but this morning I want I want to talk about fellowship in in a little bit different way as well. First uh, Corinthians chapter one verse nine. God is faithful. Now now that that that's a start right there that should excite us. Amen. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray. Lord, this morning I thank You for Your Word. Your Word is, is the building block, the foundation. We can stand on it, we can believe in it, we can trust in it. Lord, why? Because even in the very first part of the Scripture, God is faithful. And so, Lord, this morning as we explore Your Word, I pray You would give us wisdom and direction, open our mouths and our ears and our eyes to the fullness of You today. And we thank You for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, um, and I'm not, I'm not a scholar of the Greek or the Hebrew or all that, So, but from what information I have, the word fellowship from the Greek word and I'm not even going to say the word because that's okay. But it comes from a meaning, root meaning common or shared. So fellowship kind of leads us to common participation in something either by giving what you have to the other person or receiving what he or she has. 
So, so the word fellowship, when we think of, of what we talked about earlier, a church fellowship, you know, we ask people to bring something, right? Bring a little something to share. And when you get there, you don't just have to eat the thing you brought. Say you brought macaroni and cheese. You're not going to have to just sit there and eat your macaroni and cheese while somebody else that brought chicken is eating chicken. So the idea is you bring something that goes with what somebody else brought. And when you put all that together, you got a meal, right? And you got something when you walk away, you're going like, oh, man, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. And so, and so we think about that, but we, but we realize it's, it's that, that be having something in common, that thing that we share. I give a little to you, you give a little to me. We have a, we have a fellowship there of food, okay? Um, I've, I've known some people that, and this has nothing to do with the sermon, but, you know, they put that food on their plate and, and nothing can touch, you know, and they eat one, all of this, and then they, Man, we just get together and we just put it all together. And that's the way we are as a church or as a body of believers. We just need to come together and, 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 and we bring all that together and we, we realize it's so much better when we share. It, Brent threw out men's group. You know, we come to men's group and, and we usually bring something to share. And one thing in itself is good. But when you have this, and then you have a little of this, and then you have a little of this, and Marva's always sending Bob with sweets to top it all off. And we're all like, oh, it's all good. I love Bob, Oh, <laughs> And it's a sharing and a commonality where one is good. But when we put it all together... It's amazing and it's awesome and it, and it, and it, and it, it is filling and and it gives us what we need. You see, fellowship with God. The first thing I want to talk about is fellowship with God and His Son Jesus Christ. Because let's face it, if we don't have if we don't have fellowship with God and we don't have fellowship with Jesus Christ and and, and we're, we're we're not there in that, then we're not experiencing what God has for us. And if we want to be a faithful Christian, we have to have fellowship. And you think, well, okay, you said fellowship was a, a sharing, a giving, and a, and, and a receiving both. Well, God doesn't need anything from me. Well, God doesn't need anything from you, and God doesn't need anything from me, but He wants it. When I go to a fellowship, do I need two or three desserts? No, but I want them, right? When I come to the table with the Lord, the God doesn't need me to bring anything, but He wants me to bring everything. He wants me to come to Him in fellowship. He wants it to be more than Him pouring out to me. It's great. God pours into me, and I love it, and I want it. But God says, I want you. You don't have any great thing you can offer me except yourself, and it's awesome. God wants us to share in fellowship. It's more than just it's more than just getting what I can get, but it's bringing a part of me. It's more than than just seeing how full I can get on the goodies. It's about a sharing so that someone else can be blessed. It's a sharing so that not only will I get what I need today, but someone else will get something because I'm sharing in the fellowship with God. 
Because when God, and we've already talked about this morning, you know, the, the Holy Spirit and the anointing already speaking about, uh, about that, that, about surrendering. So when I surrender to God all that I am, He can use that. I'm already getting loud and it's just the start. <laughs> he can use that to bless someone else. You see, we get this me mentality. And, and I hate to keep going back there, but, but do you not, when you're getting ready for a fellowship, do you not in advance pick out what you're going to first? You start looking it over, and instead of waiting and then just going through, the, you're already picking out where you're headed. And sometimes we do that with God, right? Sometimes we pick out in advance where we want to go and the things we want to do and the goodies we want to get at the table. And I, I believe... <laughs> I, I firmly, yeah, ooh, it's good if you haven't had it. And, and, but I firmly believe God wants us to come in and surrender and say, okay, God, I'm coming to the table. I'm bringing me. And I know that ain't much. But God, I'm bringing me so that you can direct me where you want me to go. So that you can help me to be a blessing to somebody else. Because heaven forbid somebody doesn't like fish. Somebody else probably brought chicken. You see, we don't know when we come into the presence of God what somebody else might need. We don't know on this side of the room and why you guys sit over here every week, I don't know anyway. I love you guys. But we don't know today what somebody on this side might need that what only we can bring them. And so we come in and we surrender to God and we say, God, I want to be in fellowship with you today. I want you to speak into me today so that I can speak into somebody else. I want to come to you today and surrender so that, that what somebody else might need, only I can offer them today. That word that, that you laid on my heart this week in prayer, or, or that thing that you shared with me in my quiet time in the Word, you did that not just for me, but so that when I come into your presence, when I come into your fellowship, when I come to this place, that you can lead me to somebody that might need to hear that very word. Say, oh man. You know, brother, you aren't going to believe this, but this week God, God led me to this Scripture, and I believe He did it for you. You say, can God do that through me? Yes, if you're saved, He wants to use you. You don't have to be the pastor and get up here and, and, and you know, get loud. You just got to be willing to, to, to come and have fellowship with God and say, God, you use me however you see fit. And when you have that fellowship and that sharing, He's going to be able to take you and He's going to be able to speak into your life and you're going to recognize it and you're going to be able to just step out in what He wants you to do. You see, we've been talking on Wednesday nights about, um, about walking the, the talk. How do, you, how do you walk the walk you talk? And we've been, we've been having some great discussions we, we, we share and everybody gets, gets to share their opinion and their ideas. And, and we're, what that does is it helps us grow together. It helps us to grow in the faith. It helps us to see, heaven forbid, that somebody else is struggling just like we are. Come on now. We don't come in here on Wednesday nights as a, as a bunch of perfect people and say, well, you know, if, if sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so could just get a little bit of this perfection that we got, we come in here and we share the fact that we're a mess sometimes. 
We share the fact that we don't understand it all sometimes. But how do we live our faith out in spite of that? How do we live our faith out in spite of the fact that we don't have all the answers? And Pastor Jared doesn't have all the answers, just most of them. And, and how do we live that out? <laughs> how do we live that out? We live that out in a fellowship relationship with God. We live that out as we submit to Him and as we surrender to Him and as we just passionately seek His will for us. As we don't, we don't give up in, in the midst of our struggle when it became really hard and, and the things didn't go the way we had it planned and, and the situations in life just completely smashed in our door when we weren't expecting it. But we don't walk away because we have a fellowship with the Creator. We have a fellowship with the Savior. We have a fellowship with the healer. It's more, it's more than just an acquaintance relationship with us. It's a fellowship where we, we give and we receive with our... Can you just imagine the Creator wants us to share. The Creator wants to have a two-way with us. He doesn't want to just hand, put His hand down on us. He wants to have a relationship and a fellowship with His creation. And that fellowship is strengthened every time you live it out. Every time when that situation comes up and you put your faith into action, it's strengthened. Every time you're able to talk with a brother or sister in the Lord and you're able to communicate and you're able to strengthen one another, you're strengthened. Every time you, you, you're able to share your faith with someone else, it's strengthened. That fellowship and that bond is strengthened. Every time, I believe, every time you, you come into the presence of the Lord, whether it be here in the sanctuary, or at your own home in your own closet, or in your car as you're driving down the road with your eyes open, it's strengthened. Every time when you, when you continue in that fellowship with Him, that sharing and receiving that you have with the Father is strengthened. Every time you remember that He gave His life for you on the cross, it's strengthened. Every time He reminds you of His great love for you, it's strengthened. You see, we talked a little bit, I think, on Wednesday night about how sometimes we need to be reminded of our past, not for con condemnation, because God doesn't bring condemnation on our past when it's forgiven, right? But simply to remind us, hey, thank you, Lord, for what you brought me from. Thank you, Lord, that I am today who I am because of your great love. And I can share that with somebody else who may, have, who may be struggling in that same situation I was in. And I, I can help them in their time of need. As a Christian, we call ourselves a Christian and, and that, that gives the mindset that we want to be Christ-like, really, because that's what Christian means, to be Christ-like. And so what we need to do then is realize the only way we're truly going to become Christ-like is if we put ourselves in fellowship with Him, right? We can look at it from the outside, 
and we can keep looking at it, and we can keep saying, wow, I wish I was more like Christ. I wish I was more like Christ. I wish I was more... All the time we're looking through the window and we're window shopping Christianity or we're window shopping Christ. I wish I was more like Christ. And let me tell you, the only way you're going to get there is to become in fellowship with Him so He can speak into your life and you can offer yourself to Him. And let me tell you what happens sometimes in the life of a Christian when he comes into that fellowship with Christ and he says, okay, speak into my life. Jesus says, oh, I've been waiting for this. Lamont, we got some things, man. You're, you're doing awesome, brother, but you know, not but, and you would even do better if you would just do this. And then we go, well, that's the last time I'm coming to you, Lord, because every time I come to you, you want me to change something. You know why he wants us to change things in our life? Because he only wants what's best for our life. And if he tells you there's something in your life you need to change, whew, say thank you, Lord, and help me because I need to change. And I've shared before, you know, a husband and wife relationship, that's kind of the same way when you're the spouse, the one who loves you so much, who would never want to do anything to hurt you, says you need to maybe need to change something. They're only doing it for your good. How much more God, who loved you so much he gave his son to die for you, when he says, hey, we've got, I'd love to see you change this. We should be excited. Why? Because there's a fellowship there that we know, that we know, that we know he cares that much about us. When we as Christians have that fellowship with God, we know that we have that fellowship with other believers. When we have that fellowship with God, we can share in that with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. When we know we have that fellowship with God, we know that we have many, many, many believers around the world that we share that fellowship with. And as such, and as such, we need to realize we have a mission in this life. We have a mission to do the work that God has called us to do. Matthew chapter 28, very familiar passage, and I think we probably all know it when I begin to read it. Verses 19 and 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is one of my favorite passages. Next one is 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So I know through the course of life, that each one of us has been hurt. There's not a person in here that hasn't been hurt by somebody in this life. And in the flesh and in the natural, we want to take this scripture and we want to say that doesn't apply to so-and-so. It's a great scripture, but it doesn't apply. But what I want us to understand this morning, and, and if our heart 
is, is a heart and fellowship with God is that we will believe that our mission is to see that every person has the opportunity to know Jesus. We can't force anyone. But that's no excuse not to share with everyone. We've got, we've talked about our missionaries and next week is Mission Sunday and we'll go into this a little deeper but we have a missionary right now in Indonesia that is trapped on an island and can't get home. I didn't realize Jamie Kemp was involved and in, he was actually staying in the hotel that, they've been, that they showed on. He was in that hotel just before the tsunami hit. Didn't find us out till this morning. And he's still over there trying to get back to where he's supposed to be, his home over in Indonesia, wherever that's at. And he didn't know how he's going to get home. Why is he there? Because God called him there. Well, you sure God called him there? If God called him there, wouldn't he have? Why did that tsunami hit? I don't know. He's, he's there because of right here. Go into all the world. And as I said this morning, I think in Sunday school, God hasn't called us all before Sunday school. God hasn't called us all to be missionaries, but he's called us all to do his work. I mean, for missionaries. He's called us all to do his work. And so when we, when we get into that fellowship with God, when we get into that relationship where it's more than just a friendship, it's more than a like or a dislike on Facebook, it's a fellowship that says there's a sharing here where I'm giving God me and He's given me everything else. We have such a small part of this because what we can give God isn't much and what He gives back is everything. And so we need to realize that in that, in that fellowship, we're going to want to do what God has called us to do. We need to stand up for what's right. We're, we're not going to, I'm not going to get political. I'm not a political person. We're in a mess, though. We're in a mess between right and wrong. And we just need to find out what's right, and we need to stand on it. We don't need to argue about it. I'm not saying... I'm not, I don't like to argue. I, I just want to know what's right, and I want to believe that God and pray God would let what's right be what happens. In the political realm, in our church, in our neighborhoods, in my home, I want to know what's right, and the only way I'm going to know what's right is if I have a fellowship with the God who knows what's right because he wrote the book. And in that fellowship with him, he will help me and he will help me to navigate through beyond, beyond all the noise. And he will help me deep down inside here. He will help me to know what's right. And he will help me to stand on that. He will help me to pray for that. He will help me to live by that if I will have that fellowship with him. I like this statement, it's not mine, but, and I'd like to tell you who said it, but I don't know. But listen to this. If they know you are a Christian, and you never talk to them about your faith, then they will come to the conclusion that it's not important, not to you, and not to them. Whew. Is that a challenging statement? Did that hit you right between the eyes? When I read that, I'm like, whew. 
That's a tough one. But what is your lack or what is your silence saying to others about your faith? I, uh, I hope it challenges you because it challenges me. The other thing I want to talk about is the fellowship of the believers. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. You see, fellowship is necessary as it was in the early church. Fellowship with other believers is important to our growing faith. I, I don't believe that we can isolate ourselves from other believers and grow the way God wants us to grow in the faith. I'm not saying you can't go to heaven and not go to church. I'm not saying that. I, I just think it'd be really hard. And I don't want to try it. I want to be around people that I know that when I say, hey, I need prayer, they're not just going to say, uh, click, I'll pray for you. Whoop. Sending prayers, click. <laughs> Sending prayers to you, click. Don't send me any prayers. I can't answer them. Now, don't get mad at me, but when you send prayers, send them up. If you're praying for me, Pray for me. Don't sell me, send me your prayers. I, I can't do anything for you. They can just send you their thoughts. Or, they, yeah, or just send me your thoughts. That, that's real helpful too. I, I, I ain't trying to be, you know, a nutcase or something. But when you pray, when you tell somebody you're going to pray, pray. I've caught myself wanting to say, oh, I'll pray for you real quick. No, if I'm going to do that, I might as well waste my, save my breath. But if you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, pray for them. Somebody calls you on the phone and says, hey, brother, pray for me. Instead of saying, well, you know, I'll, when I do my prayers tonight, I'll put you. Just say, oh, man, can I pray for you right now? What are they going to say? <laughs> of course. I try to do that. Once in a while, I mess up. But... But be pray and be sincere and, and, and let so that person knows, hey, if I have and then don't go don't go gossiping about that deal either, but that's another thing. But the fellowship with my my brothers and sisters in the Lord says that that I care so much about them that I want I want to help them in whatever way I can. You see, we're more than just you know, Warsaw Assembly of God. We're a body of believers wanting to spread our faith like wildfire, or we should be. And some of the best ways to do that is so when so people see your life, they know you're genuine. When people see you and, and, and think, man, I need to ask somebody to pray for me, I want to go to that person. And you're not going to be, I, I don't believe you're going to gain that kind of strength if you try to be the Lone Ranger. If you don't have brothers and sisters around you that you know and you believe are praying for you. And, and again, I believe that's why every aspect of the church is so important. We, uh, one of the, the hot new shows on TV the last few years has been Ninja Warriors. Anybody ever watch that? I mean, <laughs> whoo, you know? But as you watch that, these people are building, they're building these things at home. They don't just show up on Ninja Warrior 
and do awesome, right? They show up because they've been in training. And then when they mess up, you know what they do? They go for the whole next year and start training again. Because, you know, they talk about these people. Well, they've been on here since season whatever. I don't even know how many seasons they've been. And why? They keep training because they got a goal and they, and they want to they hit that buzzer or whatever it is, you know. I just don't want to get killed when I fall off of something, you know. And, and as Christians, if you have that goal in mind, you're going to keep on training until you attain it. And guess when you're going to attain it? When you die. Or when Jesus comes back. It ain't over till it's over. It ain't over till your number's up. I believe I'm going in the rapture. Because I believe the coming is that soon. But I, I can't quit training until then. I can't put my Bible down and say, well, you know, I've read through this thing. Had a woman say one time to us, well, I've read through that. You know, no big deal. Well, probably isn't if you just read through it and that was it. Had a guy I worked with. Yeah, I read the Bible when I was in jail for a while. He, okay, it's more than just reading through it. And I, I've encouraged you. You've been, you know, I've been here a, a while, and, and most of you people have been here. And you know, I, I encourage you to read the Bible, but it's quality, not quantity. Uh, yeah, if you, I, it'd be great if you read through the Bible in a year or two years or three years, but not if that was your only Bible reading. Get in it. Look at the Scripture. Devour the Scripture. Why? Because that's how we grow and that's how we learn as believers together. That's why, that's why we do Bible studies. That's why we have youth group. That's why we have Sunday school. That's Why? Because together we devour this Word and we learn together and we study together and we're, we are able to talk and speak into each other's lives together. Many times... And we have a lot of teachers in this room and um, a lot of people that have experienced what I'm about to say. And if you've been a parent, you've experienced it. If you've lived life very much, you've experienced it. But kids are going to pay way more attention to what you do than what you say. You know, you have a boss at work. You pay a whole lot more attention to what they do than to what they say, don't you? Because as soon as they do say something and they do something else, you discount everything they've said. They may have said a hundred good things. But when you see them do one thing that's contrary to what they've said, you throw everything else out, right? That's why as we, we come into fellowship with other believers we we help and we help each other. There's a scripture in there script that says iron sharpens iron. You know, if you want your knife sharpened, you don't go over to a, a stick of butter, do you? You find something like it that's hard and you rub that against it and you sharpen and that cuts away the burrs and it cuts away the, the, the bad spots. If you've ever had a knife that gets kind of all gnarled up, and it takes sometimes it takes a whole lot of filing, a whole lot of, to get those bad spots out of there. But when you're done, you've got a nice, sharp knife, right? That's, that's one of the reasons that the fellowship of the believers is so important, is that we, we help each other to become the very best for God that we can be. If you don't, guys, if you don't think you need the band of brothers, 
I'm telling you, you don't know what you're missing about people sharpening each other. Are we perfect? Oh, heavens no. But I believe that I'm a better man because I've been a band of brothers. I believe I'm a better Christian because I've spent time in Sunday school and in Bible studies and in youth group and in church. I believe that I'm a better Christian because I've, I've, I've become friends with some of you clowns in this place. And I've shared my life with Christians. And I've, I've become a better Christian because I've been with those Christians. And so this morning, I hope you understand, I just, I just want to be the very best I can be. And I want this church to be the very best they can be. And I want, I want every Christian to be the very best they can be. And, and it comes with fellowship with God and with, and with other Christians. A couple scriptures here that go right along with that. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Come together. Pray together. I love this one. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. He has not another to lift him up. Brothers and sisters in the Lord are so important. And sometimes we forget how important they are and we get, we get on this high horse and we're, everything's going good and we don't need nobody. And that's fine. But what if somebody needs you? What if you're just sailing along thinking, man, the wind's blowing the right direction. Waters are smooth. Uh, everything's going great. Oh, thank you, Lord, that I don't need to hang out with these guys as church people. You know, I'm just doing good on my own. But what if somebody needs you? What if somebody needs you to speak into their life? And you're out here on all by yourself thinking everything's great, and yet you're not doing what God is asking you to do. Acts 12, 12, he says, and this is talking about, uh, um, it's talking about, uh, Jay, uh, I don't know, I'm lost on which one it was now, but he was in prison. The door's open. It's Peter, yeah. James, they just killed James. Peter come out and he said, he come out, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together and they were praying. We need each other. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for one another when we leave this place. We need to pray for one another in every opportunity that, that we get. I believe that as we do that, it will build not only our character, not only build our Christ-likeness, it will build our unity as believers. It will, and we talked about that last week. I talked a lot about it last week. But it will help us build unity not just in Warsaw Assembly of God, but build unity in the fellowship of believers. We can always go back to Christ's example of humility. And I'm just going to read uh, Philippians chapter 2. I'm just going to read verse 4. 
It said, let each of you not look only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. As Christians, in the fellowship, if we can truly grasp what it means to care about others even more than ourselves. Because we all have, we, we have an idea of what we want and what we need, and that's great. But what if God wants us to change that so somebody else can get what they want or what they need? Are we willing? Are we willing to do that? Let you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. I truly hope our desire is fellowship this morning. Fellowship with God and fellowship with other believers. Because if that's our, our goal and if that's what we're after, we will push for it. We will seek it. We will put our whole self behind it and we will get fellowship. We will become Christians like we've never imagined we could become because of that unity with the Lord and with our fellow brothers and sisters. I want you to just think about a couple things this morning. One, I want you to ask yourself, Am I really, have I really desired to have fellowship with God? Is that my greatest desire, is to have fellowship with God? Or have I allowed other things to drain that energy away from it? And then ask yourself, if I truly have that desire, am I putting others first? Am I truly looking out for the best interest of the fellowship of believers and for the lost around me? Because I really believe, you know, as the Scripture says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor your brothers and sisters in the Lord, as well as those outside of the family of God. Lord, this morning I just ask that you would help us to realize that this fellowship is a deep commitment. It's not a passing friendship. It's not I know that person. But it's a all-in, wholehearted communion and fellowship and, and daily sharing with our Lord and our Savior, with our God, and then also with others. And Lord, may that be our heart's desire. And Lord, may you strengthen us and help us in this moment, in this day, God, to know that you are with us. And Lord, if there is one here that hasn't accepted you as their personal Savior, Lord, may today be the day when they surrender to you their life. Your heads bowed and your eyes closed today. If if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I I just I came today, but I don't really have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not a Christian. Maybe you've been to church, maybe you haven't. But this morning you re recognize that that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and today you want to go home a, a new creation.
You want, to, you want to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. There'd be one that would say, that's me this morning. Pastor, could you pray with me? As we close this morning, I just want to, I want to remember what we've talked about. But also as we close, I just, I don't know why Justin and that left. I assume it has something to do with his not feeling well or his dizziness. We're going to pray for him this morning as we close. Lord God, this morning, I just, uh, I thank you for your word. And we've shared it, God. And, and I believe your heart has come through this morning. I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, you would challenge each one of us to live out our faith to have that fellowship with you and that fellowship with others that, that, that draws us all closer to you. And Lord, this morning for our brother Jess, God, I, I just pray you would touch him. I pray that you would strengthen him. I pray, God, that he would, he would just have a miraculous touch from you today. And God, just, just be with him and touch him and bless him, Lord, we ask. And God, as we go today, may we go in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, May we go with a desire for more of you. That God, we will be able to touch people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly.